Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Three mistakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Oh, Craig, it's Dad's weekend. Hey, I'm. My dad is going too. He to is. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, my 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 sister is going too, and uh, and my dad's wife is going to her first wow. Cougar football game. So oh. it's a good old fashioned oh. family Cougar football weekend. Yeah, and the place is going to be packed. It's yeah, because his dad's nice. And, well, and it's a nice kickoff time. That helps too. Not. Pretty good weather. It shouldn't be any precipitation. So. I mean, you figure with a one thirty kickoff time, all of the dads are actually going to make it to the game. Yeah, those late kickoffs for the dads, they might have had a <laughs> those are a little too many rough. rounds at the coup. Yeah, well, I mean, there are you know, I mean, I'm forty two. There are dads who have kids in college who are my age. And so, and then I think of the dads that are older than me and I'm like, you know, yo, you go and you try and, you know, do it for a weekend. And I don't know, man, you better know your limitations. And and I am Craig Powers and I, this is podcast first and everyone. And I am 34, which means I'm going to be 50 when B goes to WSU. Oh yeah. So I'm going to be an old man. I'll be, um, let's see, Joshua's 12. And, the, and this is Jeff, and he'll so be, be... 48. 48 when my oldest goes to Wazoo. Jeff Neusser will be 48. Yeah, how about that? Well, here's here's what's crazy. So, you know, obviously as, uh, as time goes on, you know, more and more parents are electing to have kids, you know, later. My dad, yep. I am the age that my dad was when I was like a sophomore. Yeah, a sophomore at Wazoo. <laughs> yeah, my dad. My dad. Uh, when I went my to kids, twelve. Yeah, when I went to when I went to Wazoo, I think my dad was forty one. Oh, I know it's so crazy. Like my 42, parents had maybe. me when they were yeah, like forty two, maybe or whatever twenty. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all uh, having the kids uh, older no. now. A lot yeah, of ki- no. a lot of people around my age. Wait until so. Wait babies. until uh, wait until B is old enough to participate in uh, rec sports. No. And you go, and you're like, and she's like, you know, six, and she's doing her first t-ball, and you're looking around, and there's like, you know, 25-year-old parents there, 24-year-old parents there, and you're like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> you know? And, and they look like at you like, like, are you 40. her grandfather? I've, I've gotten that look before. Especially when I go to my youngest, right? So Atticus is seven. <laughs> you know? We were, I was 35 when we had him, so... Anyway, yeah, Dad's weekend, Grandpa. Did you do you have any? Uh, I know your dad's a husky, but do you have any good Dad's weekend memories? Yeah, yeah. No, my dad. Uh, so yeah, so my dad's a husky fan, and uh, he did not attend the University of Washington, but he is a he is a hardcore, you know, Seattle born and raised 
you know, Husky fan. Well, not born and raised. Seattle raised. That's a better way to put it. Uh, Husky fan. And he was always, my dad was always a super good sport when he came to Pullman. Like he was, he would wear Coug gear. He would sit in the student section with me and cheer for the Cougars. Um, the only time he didn't was uh, when he sat with me in the student section for the Apple Cup, uh, which was... I think the year he did that was 96 that was the overtime chad carpenter out of bounds by two inches game um but even then he was a pretty he's a pretty good sport even with me now he's he's very kind um he could give me way more shit than he does <laughs> uh so i do appreciate that and and yeah my my favorite my favorite dad's weekend memory so in uh, in 97 the rose bowl year uh southeast louisiana state was the dad's weekend opponent and yeah and uh, so my dad came over for dad's weekend the only thing was i was the uh, editor of the evergreen and one of the football beat writers and so i spent the game uh in the press box and if i remember right the weather wasn't really great either and uh and so anyway and we absolutely you know completely pasted them we i think we scored 77 and we could have scored 107 if we'd wanted to um, and so I was up in the press box for the first three quarters and my dad, you know, just dutifully sat at the game by himself, <laughs> you know, <laughs> while we murdered, you know, Southeast Louisiana. Uh, at least I think that's, I think that's what they were at the time. They are, uh, Louisiana Lafayette now, but, um, anyway, so he sat out there by himself. I joined him for the fourth quarter. And, and so we got to sit together for a quarter and, watch uh i don't know i think by that time steve birnbaum was in the game so <laughs> and then i i distinctly remember that uh that southeast louisiana scored a touchdown and everybody che- everybody who's left anyway cheered uh cheered loudly and and it wasn't even like mockingly like they were just like really happy for these guys who were just getting completely slaughtered. It was one of those like, yo, we've been there. We've been bad and USC has destroyed us. So, you know, yay, you got a touchdown. That's awesome. You know, it was, it was, uh, it was, it probably sounded patronizing to the other team, but um, it really wasn't all that patronizing. So anyway, so that's my dad's weekend story. How about you? Yeah. Um, the only one that my dad went to with me that they won was my freshman year in 2003. It was, uh, I remember him coming in on uh, Friday and, uh, it was, you know, a wild like thing. It was first, I think I'd been back like once home, maybe, I don't know. I don't know if I'd been back yet, but, uh, my, my, uh, my roommate, Nick was, he, uh, was from Colton. So he was nice enough to go stay with his parents for the weekend and, uh, let my dad, you know, <laughs> Uh, stay in the dorm room and uh, which I don't know if you want to sleep in that bed but Nick was a pretty clean guy it's probably <laughs> fine um, but uh, he also stayed at his girl girlfriends quite a bit so <laughs> probably was barely used anyway um, but anyway so my dad uh, yeah it was pretty fun like he, we it was the Oregon State game uh, when there was I think like 15 combined turnovers uh-huh. And uh, Stephen Jackson, uh, the Cougs held him down pretty well. But it was a just a wild game. The Cougs came back from like 11 down in the second half and won. I remember uh, Kyle Bosler, they were up by eight. And so they were just running out the back of the end zone to take a safety at the end of the game to waste time. Bosler was running around holding the ball up. We were all terrified that he was going to drop it and Oregon right. State was going to recover it. <laughs> so I think the end of the score ended up being like 36-30 or something. I think that that would have been a bad beat. I think WSU was favored by seven in that game. Yeah. Um, 
so that was a bad beat <laughs> um but uh yeah but that was a ton of fun um yeah we, my dad just had a blast i remember we got they had they were doing like pictures um and uh at the bookie and so we got our picture taken and this is when my parents were still together and my dad goes this is gonna make your mom cry i'm gonna give it to her for christmas and it's so funny <laughs> when she opens the picture on christmas she starts crying and me and my dad's bust out laughing and she's like why are you laughing like, <laughs> why are you laughing at me exactly what would happen when we got to take it yeah uh but yeah That's it was funny. it was a blast uh, um yeah then my uh and then he just came my mom came to a lot of them too um i remember they went uh, that usc dad's weekend when it hailed and it was cold uh, uh-huh. i remember they they left at halftime went back to my house and stuff <laughs> like um but yeah it was a lot of do uh, not blame them yeah dad's weekends man all right um well and of course as we all know the real action on dad's weekend is at the bars yeah yeah. fraternity houses so (laughs) oh man yeah they were a little different once i was old enough to drink or old enough to go to the bar yeah yeah that's 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 a completely different sight to behold right there yeah uh yeah watching dads and uh uh, college age, uh, girls and, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gets to be, gets to be, uh, 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 both like fascinating to watch and also sort of repulsive all at the same time. So <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So dad's yeah. weekend, this dad's Stanford, weekend, we're playing Stanford. This is our mm. Stanford preview. Figured yeah. we'd reminisce on some dad's weekend since it is dad's weekend. Um, Good thing about Dad's Weekend, always a good crowd. As you said, Jeff, it'll be a full yeah. crowd. Um, the tickets are sold out, I believe, because uh, uh, when they sent out the email about all the events this weekend, uh, all the other events said buy tickets here, and there was not a link uh, for the football game to buy tickets. So I assume yeah. it's sold out. Yeah, you got to, I think the lowest StubHub price I saw was about 70 bucks. So pretty good, pretty, good. pretty hot ticket. Um, but yeah, so Stanford uh, having uh, an maybe not uh pack 12 wise but overall an equally shitty season as we are um, yeah. disappointing season uh, I, I think a lot of us with stanford probably well uh i don't think any of us thought they were going to be this bad just like we didn't think a wsu could we i think just because of the coaches of both teams we didn't think either team could be this bad uh we kind of you know it's hard hard believing that WSU can get to eight wins and and uh, or eight or nine wins and, and and hard to believe that Stanford couldn't get to nine or ten wins because because of David Shaw, but you know this is just uh, they've both kind of had some tough luck here. Stanford's had a hell of a schedule, for sure, um, probably the toughest schedule in the conference and yep. uh, at least non-conference. Um, WSU probably can say that for the conference schedule. I would say WC's probably had the toughest conference yeah, schedule. When you figure in the road games that they've had to play for sure. So yeah, both some bad luck, both teams. Um, big, uh, big part of it is uh, um, uh, Stanford's had some really bad uh, quarterback injury luck. Um, Costello has played, missed a few games. Uh, their backup is pretty capable, but he's also missed a few games. So they had to, Go to Jack West, their third stringer, who was not good um, against UCLA, and they. Um, but yeah, so but I think the Costello um, might play. Uh, Shaw says he was questionable, and then uh, but he um, 
Davis, uh, Davis is his first name. Uh, <laughs> Davis Mills is the backup, and he's actually played better than Costello this year. So I know it's dumb to say, given how well Costello has played against us, like, but yeah. I kind of wouldn't mind having an injured Costello over a healthy Davis Mills because Davis Mills is averaged about two yards per pass more, and Davis Mills is the guy that beat you dub. So, yeah, and he's you know, uh, Costello's not also throwing to uh, you know seven feet tall centers <laughs> in the end zone. Right. You know, yeah. like uh, he doesn't have those kinds of targets to throw to anymore, and and he seems to have you know not maybe uh, adjusted to not having those kinds of guys to throw to for the most part, you know, pass game, obviously not as explosive as it was with, uh, Ersega Whiteside when he was thrown to him. So yeah, it's, uh, I, you know, I don't know, like, I don't know which I would prefer to be honest. Um, you know, on the one hand, I'm, I'm like, I, I think I'd probably rather have the less experienced guy, but on the other hand, maybe, maybe the less experienced guy is actually more talented. And so I don't know. Yeah. I think Davis Mills is a five-star recruit out of, High school. Well, I can check that. Um, I'm looking it up. Davis Mills, 24-7, yep, pro-style quarterback. He was number one pro-style quarterback. Hmm. 15th wow. ranked, 15th ranked uh, overall Damn. nationally. That's pretty good. 0.9918 rating. Yeah. And he hasn't, and he hasn't beaten out KJ Castell. Safe um, to say we have never had... A quarterback rated that high. Any yeah. recruit rated that high. Yeah. I don't think Gordon <laughs> touched the five-star rating. Yeah. Maybe he should have. <laughs> um, but, uh, but uh, yeah, Davis Mills, obviously, there's talent there. And, yeah. Um, no doubt. Uh, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know who I want to start either. I don't, I, I don't want to lean. I, I know I'm leaning. Like, Costello probably – I think, like, Costello probably will. Like I think Shaw's gonna go with Costello if he's even I mean he'll be the guy if he's healthy. I, I don't yeah. think there's any I don't think there's any uh if he's you know, in the, even I don't think there's close. any question if he's healthy. If he's close to healthy, I think he'll start. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, Shaw's Shaw's not gonna put send you know, a guy that's won as many games for him as Costello has and Yeah. Um and, which and is Costello a, didn't exactly light the place up two years ago either, so no, and uh, and he did not light the place up against Colorado, one of the worst defenses in the entire country, worst yeah. WSU's defense last how week. So how bizarre was that? That was very bizarre. That I was not expecting. Um, yeah, so they they struggled there. Um, I will say you're talking about explosiveness. There is one pretty terrifying player that they have, um, and that is Simi Fajoko. Um, he he's only caught twelve passes this year. But he's aver- he's got four touchdowns and he's averaging almost thirty yards a catch. Like he's he has three different ninety yard games where he's only had three catches. Oh, <laughs> don't dude, don't worry about it. Our defensive secondary is in great shape. Uh, yeah, or, yeah, they're at full strength, right? They should be good. <laughs> I mean, more or less, right? Like you know, it's not like we just had two guys kicked off the team or anything. Oh yeah, that's right. We didn't just have a starting cornerback. Oh shit, we did have two guys just kicked off the team. We oh yeah, including a starting corner, starting cornerback Daniel Isom. God damn it! And uh, probably one of our more athletic secondary guys, Trey Davis, kicked off the team. Yeah, 
Um, so, I, you know, it was already a very deep position. <laughs> yeah. They, they were performing so well that, you know, you figure you can absorb, you know, losing a guy. No, yeah. Yeah, that sucks. Um, but what, what, what else would happen this season? Oh, yeah. I mean, this is, you know, we're, we're on that train of just like crazy dumb shit happening everywhere. Yep. So, yeah, so. they're gone. Uh, Davis, very short-lived WSU career. Uh, took you know, got eligible this year as a freshman, which we got excited about. Had some nice, you know, he looked pretty decent, like you know, as a freshman. Uh, but he's already gone. He transferred from USC, and he's already gone. Isom obviously just came in as a uh, junior college player, and he's gone. Yeah, um, yeah. Leach usually doesn't screw around with things, <laughs> and, um, and unless it's something. Uh, we have seen players reinstated before, um, but uh, who knows? Um, but yeah, so but they're obviously not going to be playing this weekend. Uh, so uh, George Hicks is going to get a ton of run a corner. Um, I think at the time he's he's been one one of our better corners usually, but he hasn't been the guy out there every single play. Yeah. So now he's going to have to do that. Because I don't yeah, know who else it, is going to play. It seems like that's probably the direction, right? Is that so where Hicks has been rotating in with some guys instead, you know, now okay, it's it's him and Strong. And they're just they're just they're just gonna roll with that. They're well, just WSU, that, you so. know, basically ended up with a similar situation because of uh, Sean Harper's injury last year where right. they were rotating um guys in. They were rotating Molten in, but then Molten just became a full time starter and almost played the entire game. Right. Um um, him and strong last year. So, yep. um, so we're back at this, uh, position again, you know, um, I, I don't think Hicks is a huge drop off from Isom. Um, I don't even know if he's even a drop off at all, but just the fact that a guy has to be out there snap after snap after snap, doesn't get a breather. Uh, that, that, that definitely makes a difference. I don't know if you notice corners run a lot. <laughs> so, they do. Yeah. <laughs> they do run a lot. So, yeah, I don't, uh, you know, I don't know if, if there are other guys they will try to work in or if they'll just try to ride these guys. I imagine they'll try to ride them, but, yeah, well, you know, um, who knows. So uh, it, it seemed like they were, um, some observations, were, uh, maybe they were um, going with um, Travion Brown, maybe in the nickel a little last week or, and then Pat Nunn was maybe getting a little more run, so I don't know if they'd move Armani Marsh back over to corner. Yeah, that's a that's definitely a possibility. Yeah, I think that's something they could do. Yeah, that would so, that would surprise me. But regardless, uh, yeah, uh, Stanford has some okay receivers. Uh, they've been not, nothing super special. Uh, the scariest guy is the Fajoko guy because. He can get loose, and it seems like WSU always gives up big plays. So um, uh, we saw that against Cal, a team that doesn't ever have big plays. So, so yeah, um, yeah, and their Stanford is surprisingly not that great of a running game this year. Um, there's Isn't no... that surprising though? I mean, they yeah. haven't had they haven't had a good running game in years. Yeah, but there's no, there's no, I mean, they, they haven't, they don't have the break, 
that you know sort of breakaway player they they yeah. love obviously didn't play that much last year right but he was still there and he was still a threat and he even made a couple plays against wsu but didn't make that one play he needed to um fourth down but That's um right. But, uh, yeah, he made a couple plays last year. He, he was obviously used sparingly. But this year they really, you know, uh, their best guy is averaging a little over, you know, I think under five yards a carry. Or he's, he's carrying the, the bulk of the load. It seems Austin Jones, the freshman, has been getting more carries in recent games, so we'll probably see him a little more. Um, but, yeah, Cameron Scarlett's the main guy. And, I don't know, he's just like it seems more like a bruiser, big guy. But, yeah, um, yeah not, not the breakaway, which is good for us. Because um, really, um, the defense has been decent when you get closer to the end zone. Um, and Stanford has been really bad when you get closer yeah. to the end zone. Well, I mean, that's I mean, there's a pretty obvious explanation there, right? You can no longer torch them for 60 yards once you get yeah. 20 yards from the end zone. <laughs> you know, you don't have to worry about anybody going over the yeah. top of you anymore. It's not, you know. If you miss a tackle, to... there's another guy right there. Yeah, there's another guy actually pretty close by, yeah. so. So it's not the end of the world. It, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I kid, but it's also sort of serious. And I mean, that's again, you know, we've referred, you know, we've referred to the speed D philosophy plenty. And so much of that was make the other team work their way down the field. You know, don't give right. up explosives. And if they have to make 10, 11, 12, 13 plays, you know, after a while, chances are pretty good that they're going to uh, screw up at some point. You know, well, and I will say I've been watching. Before. I've been watching yeah, these numbers all year, and and uh, I think they've been improving. Obviously, they they were. I mean, there wasn't a lot of scoring opportunities in the first two games because um, those teams just didn't move the ball that much. But um, I think they've been, you know, kind of they've been holding steady or improving as they've been playing better offensive teams. Or of course, they didn't last week, but not last week. Um, but uh, but I, yeah, so it, it, there is something to that. And and Stanford has been god awful. They're only thirty eight percent of their drives they score a touchdown when they get inside the forty. That's yeah, not that's good. Wild. Um, obviously, you and I know that David Shaw is pretty conservative, so yep. I feel like that plays a factor. Um, he does not go for it even on like fourth and twos. Um, of course, he'll probably maybe he seems desperate to beat WSU, so maybe he'll finally start doing that. I don't know. I doubt um, it. <laughs> He's that's a guy who's really committed to his philosophy. You know, he is, he is all in on the, uh, you know, play conservative and trust my kicker and, you know, we're going to trust the defense. And I mean, he's, he's very much, you know, coaching the team he wishes he had and and not the team that he does have for the last few years. Um, Well, sometimes when they, sometimes when you have Russell Wilson as your quarterback, that works out fine. Yeah. It works out great because he saves you repeatedly. Um, But he doesn't have that. Um, no. it's, you mentioned the kicker, um, obviously Stanford for years, it seems like for a decade has had jet toner as the kicker, yes. the unforgettable name and yes. he's been super good and, but, uh, he's hurt out for the season. Oh, oh, I did not know this. Yeah. And so, uh, um, they're actually, their punter is doing the field goal kicking. Um, oh. he's four of five so far, but he hasn't kicked anything over 40 and he missed a 32 yarder against Colorado. Okay. So I'm not sure that Shaw would be pushing out to the 45, 50 yard field goals like he would with jet toner. And so if you can force them into like a fourth and four from the 37, they might punt the ball mm. or, you know, from the 32, even. I don't know mm-hmm. what, yeah, see yeah. that, well, that, that one thing that kind of scares so like me. It's the like 32 like, yard line and. 
But do you think he would punt from there? Would he Would he actually be like, no, nah, I'm going to go for it on fourth and four? Or he'd be like, no, we need to punt to get that 12 yards of field maybe, position. Maybe, he'll, maybe he has a pooch kick in there that he oh, would yeah, use. He definitely, Costello's definitely. He seems like a pooch kick kind of guy. Him and Peterson. You know. Oh, Peterson loves it. Oh, there's a giant spider walking at, my, walking at my wall right now. Ooh. Nice. I'll let him, I'll let him play around for a while. Yeah. I don't know. Like with their offense, the biggest thing that that is sort of amazing about the about what's happened, like just sort of their program in general, the way that it seemed like they were entering perennial contender category, right? Like it seemed like that's where they were. That was where they were going to live, you know. And you and you go, well, look, you know, Stanford can recruit all these guys who. Uh, you know, fit in a very specific box and, you know, you offer them the Stanford education and they're going to be able to do this and that. And then, you, you know, like the last few years, it's just, it, it's sort of been this, this steady decline and they haven't fallen all the way off really. And, and you know, we, we can say that they've fallen off this year, but there's still, you know, a few games to go. So, you know, it's, it's possible that, you know, in the end they still end up with their eight wins or nine wins and, you know, we just no, go. They well, can't that's get just, to nine. Well, they could with a bowl game. No, they but couldn't. Don't they have five wins right now? Or am they I wrong? Four. They're they have four, four and five. Okay. All right. My bad. Um, but anyway, you know, it's possible they get to eight wins, and we just go. Okay, you know, there's another eight wins, even in a down year, right? Um, it's unlikely. I mean, they're going to play Notre Dame, and they'll be a decided underdog in that game, and you know, they're obviously an underdog this weekend, but. Um, you know, it's. I think the two things that you notice is, and we're going to talk about their defense in a minute, so I won't talk too much about that. But you know, their defense just isn't scary; hasn't been scary for years. And then they don't run the ball like they used to. And you know, it's almost like the, uh, <clears throat> you know, the game has sort of changed around them, and they just they haven't really adjusted. Um, because, you know, I mean, the last couple of years, about the only thing that made their run game that they leaned on so much, uh, made it so explosive, was really Bryce Love when he was healthy. Right. Um, and when he was hurt, you know, it, you know, whoever they brought in wasn't, you know, nearly as explosive. And that's that's the big thing, right? It wasn't that their running game was, you know, like like so effective in some kind of, you know, average four yards a gain kind of way. It was effective because it was explosive, right? So, I mean, you look at the series of running backs that they had. I mean, you know, let's from, be honest. No run game is effective if average is just four yards. <laughs> sure, but you know what I mean. It's like, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, what I'm saying is that that their running backs were home run threats. Yes, and, absolutely. And that was and that Love, was the, McCaffrey, Garrett. Yes, right. Yeah. That was the secret sauce. It wasn't that they had, you know, guys who were you know good running backs who you know, gained, okay, five and a half yards of carry or something like that. You know what I mean? But they had guys who, whenever they touched the ball, you were worried that they were going to bust one for 50, 60, 70 yards. And, and the run game was like that, right? You know, she so had these, you know, crazy, strong, awesome linemen who were blowing open holes and, and they just haven't had that for a few years, which is wild because they keep recruiting the same caliber of linemen. It's not like the recruiting is dropped off. They're just not, doing what they used to do. And so somebody smarter than me with, you know, better scheme knowledge could probably speak to why, but, um, you know, I, I do wonder if, you know, WSU, for example, was onto something against them with, you know, our smaller, faster front that just absolutely annihilated them, you know, the last couple of years, um, and kept them from running the ball. So, right. 
Yeah, I don't know. It's it's definitely been sort of fascinating to watch that program sort of slide a little bit as as the defense has dropped off and then as that run game has, you know, not been um, nearly as explosive. So Well yeah, and they they definitely don't rely on the run like they're passing no. the ball fifty six percent of the time. Yeah. Like Total, you know, versus I don't know what their high water mark for run percentage was, but it had to be at least fifty fifty. Right. Back in the day. So yeah, there's there you know it was it's more of like what we saw from Stanford against WSU last year when they were yeah. sl- slinging the ball around. Yep. They just don't have the wide receiver talent that they had last year. Um but yeah, mm. summarization I'm I'm hoping that um you know the Cougs can uh, bend or bend not break. I- I'm I'm resigned to the fact that Fajoko is going to score like an 80-yard touchdown. But just hopefully it's only point. one. <laughs> um, just 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 one, please. Yeah. And then uh, the rest of the time, just uh, force Shaw into some awkward decisions in the twenty-five to thirty-five, and and hopefully it turns out for the best. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, I I don't know. Uh, I I, I WC's defense is so bad. You just never know, man. <laughs> yeah, they'll probably. I mean, we can we can safely assume Stanford will be in the thirties, right? Yeah. I mean, we can just assume that. I mean, upper 20s at least. Yeah. It I depends mean, on how they manage the clock. Yeah, that's like, true. Um, and how many on... short fields we give them. Yeah. Which I guess we'll talk about. Yeah. <laughs> which which Cal got plenty of those. Cal got plenty of those. So, I don't know. Should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break. And then we'll talk All some right. offense. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. We're back. Let's talk so, offense. So yeah, before we get into this, I, did you did you see uh, the SP plus uh, uh, estimation for this game? The projection. Um, I have not actually seen it. I just saw what you wrote about it. Yeah, 40, <laughs> it was 42, 19 points 42 23 kooks that's insane yeah. i'm sorry i have no idea what that's what that system is thinking but this, i also this crazy think it's is, amazing that 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 the system actually likes us now i know well the crazy thing bad. is it likes us we it we mass i think it had us 12 point favorites against cal but it had us 12 point underdogs against oregon and it yeah. only had it had us like fifteen point favorites against Colorado. So, if you look at the last three games, it's t- twice they've totally blown it away, right? And so it's like maybe there's another one of those coming because they're not playing freaking Justin Wilcox. I don't know. And they're um, at home, and that and they're helps. at home, and a lot. For you know, sure. it's it's a it's been a god like they played one home game in the last two months. Thank you, Pac twelve. Right. Um, obviously, the bye weeks have been fine, but like, it's like I feel like I've barely I have season tickets, and I've barely been in Martin Stadium recently. <laughs> like, yeah. Yep. And you've um, gone to all of them. Yeah, like I've gone to every any. game. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like you skipped any of them. 
took a vacation. To, <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. I was grateful for that, but yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah but so Stanford's defense, um, as you said um, uh, earlier, it's not you know it's it's not great. You know, it's not it's not as daunting as it has been in historically you know recent history. Um, just not the uh, the force that it used to be with like you know devastating linebackers and you know NFL caliber uh, defensive backs and big fat <laughs> offensive defensive linemen. It's just not it's just not that anymore. Like it's their average at best, honestly. And yep. and, and so that you know obviously you combine their offense has been struggling in the red zone and and then you have a defense that. Uh, is only average, then you you have this four and five team. Um, I mean, I, I think there's uh, the, so a stat I put in my preview. Um, they are, WSU is third nationally in passing success rate, so that means they are ahead of the chains constantly. <laughs> like they, one of the best teams in the country when they're throwing the ball, being on track for a first down. Um, Stanford is 120th in passing success rate allowed. So if you're looking for That's WSU's bad. advantage, it's right there. Yeah. It's just 8 to 12-yard chunks of yardage down the field. Yep. And this is this is this is Brandon Arcanado and Aesop Winston big catch game, I think. I think that, again. Like I um, Cart the Stanford's pretty good at explosive passing, and we have been less good, le, way less. Like we did it a lot in the non-conference. Haven't got a lot of explosive, nearly as many explosive passing plays in the conference season, but yep. we've still been very good at staying ahead of the chains. So, like you saw against Cal, even when we moved the ball, it was long drives, like it was taking up a lot of time. So I'm thinking that's it's going to look a lot like that. Um, a lot of Brandon Arcanado, a lot of Aesop Winston on third down, um, stuff like that. Um, hopefully, you know, Patman or Tay or uh, Renard or or, uh, or uh, Travell can break a big one. But um, I'm thinking it's going to be some crawl. But I also think that they can move the ball pretty well against these guys, which is I mean, they can against most teams except for two this year. But um yeah, so I'm, pre- I'm feeling pretty good about that. Yeah, it's, you know, I think the biggest difference uh, that it, it seems like over the last few years um, that, that they've struggled with defensively is that they, they didn't have those big meatheads up front that would just sort of destroy you. You know, right. they, I mean, I, you know, I mean, we think back to games we had against Stanford before we had this win streak, and it seemed like our quarterbacks were just always getting just pummeled. Yeah. Um, you know, that game in Seattle, right? You know, the popcorn guy game. That's that's kind of the one that sticks out the most, right? Because, um, you know, Jeff Tool gets knocked, or was it Connor Halliday? Gets knocked out of the game, right? And then uh, Austin Apodaca gets murdered, and you're just, you know, anyway, it was, um, you know, just just quarterbacks under constant pressure from these, these you know, linemen and linebackers. They were running a, you know, I, I assume a 3-4. Back in the day, I don't know if they still run that or not, but um, you know, they always had these, these outside linebackers, you know, these guys who were, you know, 
six four, six three, you know, two hundred and forty, two hundred and fifty I mean, pounds. G- given that a linebacker leads them in sacks, I assume they still run a three four. That would make so, sense. Yeah. yeah. So um but it seems like this year that they're still they're still doing that, but they just don't have the talent on the back end uh that they they used to have. Um, you know, so they're back to, you know, having some guys who can get pressure, but um, you know, maybe they don't, they don't cover as tight. I mean, you mentioned that, you know, they don't give up a ton of explosives, but they give up lots of success, which is sort of indicative of a team that knows, uh, maybe they're not as talented in the back end. You know, they're going to play off a little bit, concede some things in front of them to make sure they don't get beat over the top. So, so, um, and also some good news, um, their best cornerback is not playing Paulson Adebo. Yep. However you say that, Adebo, Adebo. Close enough um, for the purposes and, of our podcast. Yeah. And then uh, their uh, starting free safety might also be out, Malik Antoine. So um, they they might be as uh, as uh, thin in the back end as WSU is. Um, and uh, that's always a good sign for WSU, obviously, because yep. we're going to throw the ball a ton. Yep. Yeah, I think we should have plenty of success throwing the ball. Uh I, I, you know, the the big thing is, as as has been all year is, you know, can we stay away from killer mistakes? Right. Can we stay away right. from, you know, penalties in the red zone? Can we stay away from, you know, dropping the ball on a, you know, <laughs> like after we've caught it? Can we not fumble it? Um, you know, all those things. I mean, really, the only truly the only thing that has slowed us down this year, other than the Utah game, really, the only thing that has slowed us down is ourselves. Right. Um, and, and that includes last weekend. You know, that includes yeah. last weekend. I mean, that's, you know, it wasn't like, you know, it was that we were skating up and down the field and turning it over last weekend, but we were certainly, you know, moving the ball. There were outside yeah. of the first couple drives, you know, we started to move it. And yeah. um, I think Gordon threw for over 400 yards. Yeah. So. I mean, he ended up throwing over four, over 400 yards and, you know, so it, it, it's not like we were completely impotent. We just you know, stalled out in the red zone, had turnovers, you know, and, and that's going to be the stuff that we, that we really can't do, uh, can't do this weekend. So definitely and, and I think there's avoid, a good chance for that. Definitely got to avoid throwing it at the, at the, uh, the, uh, back, back judge. Yeah. Yeah. Don't throw it at the umpire. The umpire. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't throw it, you know, in that area because, you know, goodness knows you can't expect that guy to get out of the way. So we, we got to get every call this week, right? I would think so. After last weekend, they should just like every call. They should be just like making stuff up. I saw John Wilner mention that. Like, and they his, still he, owe us for the Christian McCaffrey fumble back in twenty whatever it was twenty fifteen. Anyway, this is definitely a streak that I'd very much like us to keep continue going. Yeah, especially when you know you got David Shaw basically crying last year after the game because it's bumming him out so much that he can't figure out how to beat Wazoo. Lowly like, wazoo. Yeah, like it feels it feels absolutely great to watch Stanford, you know, flail away at trying to figure out how to beat us. So, yeah, I'd like to keep this one going too for for you know many reasons, but that one is a that one's not primary, but it's definitely like you know it's in the list for sure of reasons why I'd like to win this game. So, um, for when Borgie does his you know ten runs. Um, there's their 117th in rushing success rate and 120th in yards per rush allowed. Uh, but they do get some, they do make some big plays. They're, um, good and uh, pretty decent in stuff rate. So they, they get, they, they'll stop guys behind the line a few times. 
Um, and then they're pretty good in short yardage runs. So that's yeah. something to look out for. The key is um, to be selective there. Yep. Yeah. Be selective, which Gordon typically is, but he hasn't always been the best at selecting the best times to run. So uh, hopefully he yep. can he can hit those right ones, and they can continue moving the ball. I say just keep throwing the damn ball. Like <laughs> that's, that's I'm I'm down with that. I mean they're gonna have, they're probably gonna have two starters out in the secondary. Um, throw the ball. <laughs> Get Borgia's touches in the passing game. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, the weather's gonna be good. Like it's it's gonna be a nice day. About as good as you can expect in in the middle of November. So. Just sling that ball around, and yeah. uh, let's have Gordo throw for 500 and four touchdowns. Sounds pretty good. I'm down with that. I'm down with that. All right, man. Prediction um, time. Yeah, yeah. Always fun. Always our favorite part. <laughs> We've been so good at it. Oh, my God. We are the worst. <laughs> we're so it's so funny, too, because we're both like totally optimistic and, you know, we haven't been beaten down yet. Right. Um, which is amazing. Wait, but wait till we get to the Apple Cup predictions. I think we'll be appropriately pessimistic about that one. Yeah. So anyway, um, you go first, as always. All right. Uh, I'm going to go 42-38 Cougs. I I figure zero chance we cover. Um, What is it? It's about 10 and a half right now. Is it still about 10 and a half? Yeah, I haven't looked. Um, Here, I'll look really quick. But uh, it opened at at 12. It quickly dropped, which was sort of hilarious because I was like, well, yeah, I can't believe that was it. Like if I had been in Vegas, I'd be like, yo, I'll take Stanford plus 12 and put my mortgage on it, right? Yeah. so it looks like doo, 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 Stanford uh, looks like it's actually crept back up a little bit. Uh, some places it's 11, some places it's 11 and a half, some places it's 10 and a half. So it looks like about 11 about the, uh, about the median. So, so yeah, 11 points. Like I just, I just can't fathom, can't fathom winning by, uh, you know, a touchdown and a half. So, Wow. Uh, so I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and say uh, Coog's like by four uh, in a high scoring game uh, might take, uh, you know, little last minute magic. And I think that's something that's uh, that's possible, you know, playing at home again. So well, I think David Shaw is going to deliver some field goals for us mm. and that will um, on some fourth and threes um, when he definitely should go for it. Um, so um, I'm going to say. That the Cougs that will help the Cougs actually maybe nearly cover. So I'm gonna go th- th- maybe cover uh, 38 to 27 Cougs. Mm. So you got two field goals. Yeah, two field goals in there. Three touchdowns. Okay. Those those two field goals will end up biting them in the ass late. So yeah, I feel it. Sounds good. Sounds good. Let's let's win a fucking football game. God, that'd be nice. That's the worst part about these one thirty kickoffs is like if it doesn't go well, like my day is just fucked. Yeah, like, pretty much. I'm just like, well, well and least, you'll I'll be, be in there, Pullman. So I get to I get to be in Pullman. So. Yeah, so I mean, you know, if they lose and you're there, yeah, you're gonna be pissed, but you also get to hang out and drink beer after the game. I'll yep. just be. I get to go back to grading essays, if you know, after that. So I'd much rather be grading essays when, uh, when I'm happy 
than uh, than after a loss. So that's 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 kind of my take on it. My take is I need to stop doing these previews because they always get me very positive. Because <laughs> the stats always you always so find good. all the reasons why we should be successful, and then well, and Stanford just isn't very good. Yeah, Cal wasn't very good either. Cal wasn't very good either. Hey, but Colorado wasn't very good, and look how that that's true. Out. Colorado wasn't very good, and we destroyed them. So. Yeah. And they just beat Stanford. So fingers yeah. crossed. Transitive property. All right, man. We should we... we should beat Stanford by at least like eight touchdowns. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. And then we did. No. Um all right, man. Okay, dude. Go Cougs. Have fun in Pullman. I will. Go, Go Cougs. Cougs.